Are you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you ready for Laplock's new album? Cause what? When's oh, yeah. the door? When's the door? I don't know. Have you heard the singles? No. Oh, they're... they're I haven't it's... listened to any music in like three months. This is the one. The one? This is the one. Because he hasn't been as good since... Um... Oh, mate, I love last, the last one. It's well intense. No, this, this is the one. Guys, this is Movie Quest. This isn't music quest. Meh. No, I'm out. Mm, I'm going to talk about some music. Tonight, so. Right, let's wow. get on it. Welcome to Movie Quest. How you all doing? Everyone good? Yeah? I'm here with... <laughs> what? <laughs> Why did you... So Johnny just like looked at the mic and then just like looked away. So I've got a really like tickly cough and it kind of sounds like I've got Tourette's almost. Like sort of lost. I don't, I don't mean to offend anyone who does have Tourette's like belittling them. <laughs> Also, oh, if if you yeah. have like if you feel like if in the recording, if you had like a brushing sound, it's because Johnny's got a bit of a brush going above his lips there. Haven't you? Oh yeah, a little bit of a little bit it? of fairiness going on. You going? You going to moustache? No, yeah, I was naturally hairy. We're used to it, aren't we? We're used to it. It's a hairy guy. <laughs> anyway, I'm here with uh, Aaron and Johnny. <laughs> We're gonna do uh, another episode in our mini series about uh, Halloween films. I don't feel scared. Uh, okay. Movie Quest. <laughs> right, we're watching this week. We're talking about Poltergeist, which is classic, I think. But first, before we get to that, how are you guys doing? And uh, have you been watching anything this week? Can you ask Johnny that first? Because <laughs> come on, uh, Johnny, get up, get up uh, on your phone. Uh, what what have I been watching? Yeah, Johnny. Um, I've been watching two films, uh, which uh, we're going <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> uh, in in been a busy boy in the podcast. Yeah, been busy, very busy doing Sarah's house. Yeah, it's it's taking ages, but hopefully it should be done by the end of November. Um, still putting in stud walls at the minute, and yeah, we had a skip arrive yesterday that got filled up full of rubble and plasterboard mm. and rocks and various other bits and bobs. I've seen pictures of the kitchen going in, so mm-hmm. that that is that done now. The kitchen, or is it sort of no, no, no okay, it's not done. Some parts of it done now. Um, kitchen sink's done. The sink's done, uh, but yeah, there's a massive part of it which isn't done. Uh, there's a big steel beam that needs to be covered up by something. Um, but yeah, I'm just in the thick of it at the minute. Right. Um, okay. Well, we'll forgive you this week, Johnny. Yeah. I need to move some electrical stuff around. So I'm putting in like three plugs at the minute. I need to try and work out how to get like... <laughs> no. Sure, they have to go in like a loop to get the electric back into like the system Johnny, somewhere. <laughs> don't want you asking me this. Well, that's... I, I paid an electrician to come in and sort this out. I was, ask, I was asking myself that last night. I'm thinking... You don't know I, any electricians. Well, I do, but I was just I was just thinking about it as like I could do it, but I just don't Wait, feel like it would be wise when, when, to do it. When I was looking for a house a few years ago, we we talked to some guy who uh, he'd just redone his house because uh, the house the house he was in had set on fire because someone had put dodgy electrics in. Mm. So, you know, it's important that you get it right, mate. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. It's 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 kind of like a weird combination of of skills. You need someone to be doing electrics and someone to be doing the plasterboarding at the same time. Yeah. Because you need it, the plugs to be in the right place. So. Mm. Anyway, that's not really a film. It's just like the trials and tribulations of doing up a house yeah. at the minute. So no films for no me. Films for I don't think. Okay. But Aaron. Have you, have you seen anything? I, I have seen I have seen the film and I've, it's completely well, it's, it's left my brain. I'm going to go first because yeah. I've got two things to talk about. Excellent. Uh, the first thing is a film I've 
not been told I can't talk about, which is El Camino. Look, uh, <laughs> listen. So Aaron, listen. Aaron has basically barred me from talking about listen, this. Listen, listen. You can tell me whether you enjoyed it or not. That's it. That's all. That's all I need to know. Did you have a good time? El Camino came out in 2019, <laughs> came out a couple of weeks ago on Netflix. So it's a Netflix original film. Uh, it's funded for Vince Gillian's comeback. It's a Breaking Bad film. Mm-hmm. So it turns out we decided to take it in a bit of a weird direction. It's a sci-fi film where it turns out Walter White actually invented a time machine. So the whole film, basically, you go back in time and it's it's like, it's almost like, it's a little bit like uh, Back to the Future mixed with Breaking Bad. So like, you got two versions of Walter White and Jesse running around and they're trying to like... Spoilers. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, I guess we'll talk about it in the future at some point when right. you guys get a chance to watch it. Look. Yeah, we will. I absolutely. I promise you, we will. I just sorry we're not current enough. Yeah. <laughs> I remember something I watched. Actually, okay. I watched uh, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, but wait, the new show, the new yeah, the one. new the new one. But ba- the reason why I watched it, I only watched a, I only watched half an episode. But basically, it's spooky. Well, it was a little bit spooky. But basically, I was going across like categories in Netflix, and there was one called Audio Described, and I was like, eh, I wonder what that would <laughs> Wait, be like. So you didn't watch this? You just listened to it? Well, yeah, I was like, I just like put it on and I closed my eyes, and I was just like listening to it. Oh, I just okay. like put put myself in the shoes of someone who, like, you know, can't see or can't see very well. I was just like, I wonder what sort of experience this would be like. And this was pretty good. Like, a reasonable amount of description, but not overly so. So it's kind of, you don't hear the dialogue. Um, Yeah, I'd say if you are ever curious about that or, I don't know, have somebody who's... I know for, for, I've definitely in the past uh, watched, I I think I'm going to talk about this on this podcast, but I've watched like The Thick of It or I'll, I'll watch like Seinfeld, where my phone is playing playing it back from my Plex server or from Amazon or whatever, yeah. and I'm not watching it. I've just yeah. got it on. As a, like, I remember specifically watch, listening to uh, Seinfeld as I was rocking my, at this point, she was like four months uh, old baby, back to sleep at like two in the morning. And I just had to have a pitch black room just to be able to rock her, walking around the house, like trying to get to go to sleep. And just giggling to myself listening mm. to Seinfeld. So yeah, I, I get I've done that in the past, like definitely. Well, I think like if you've got no idea what any of these characters look like, like it kind of like describes the character, like what they're wearing, what what type of attire they're wearing for that particular situation. Mm. I was like, oh, it does a pretty good job of like describing it. Mm. I was like, well, if you know, if I couldn't see that well, like I could still kind of join in with watching some shows. I mean, it's not like across every show on Netflix. Um, but there was a fair few sort of new releases that are on there, so I just think oh, it's good that they're kind of branching out and trying to be accessible in that way. Uh, Aaron, what have you been watching? So I watched the, I don't know if it's a Netflix special, but it's The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard of this. I don't think it is, this I don't is, think it is a Netflix, I think it is its own thing. It's its own film. Um, this was a weird film. <laughs> this was a weird film. I enjoyed it though, like, I really enjoyed it. So essentially, the film is just basically about this old man. Um, it's really bad because it was a long time ago since I was like maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago when I watched it, maybe less than that. Yeah. But um, so she follows this old man, and he he's almost like in his head reliving his like like almost like war stories. Mm. Um, so essentially, in a past life, he is responsible for killing Hitler, 
So essentially, yeah, um, it, it follows that he's like a pretty lonely dude. He doesn't really have many friends. Um, he has a dog and he has a brother that he stays in contact with. He's kind of a douchebag to anyone else he really comes in contact with. For example, like the bartender that the film starts. He start, it starts in a bar and he's Chandler's bartender. He's not really nice to him. But anyway, sort of you see him reminiscing about the time that he sort of killed Hitler <laughs> and essentially how like the media... Because obviously, if someone someone had literally killed Hitler, like it would be in the news reports. But obviously, like the government like covered it up, mm. and and as the film progresses, like this idea of like um, like it's not like you find out that the reason that Hitler didn't really die is because it's the idea of Hitler's regime kept on living, even though Hitler died. Like it didn't really matter because the Nazis were too far ahead. Anyway, turns out he's some sort of badass and the government come to him again and say, look, right, there's this, uh, there's like been these murders up north in, in the north of Canada. Um, turns out it's Bigfoot and he's carrying this like deadly <laughs> disease. Right. <laughs> that's going to like wipe out mankind and you are immune to it. How How, how is he immune to it? I don't know. Massive mustache. It, it re- genuinely it. doesn't explain why he's immune to so, it. So I, I had heard about this film. Yeah. And I always assumed it was a comedy. It is a comedy. Okay, it is. Because on, on, I'm looking at the IMDb page, it, doesn't, yeah. it just says adventure, drama, sci-fi. like. Well, it's weird because it, it definitely is a comedy because the whole, so far everything that's been talked about is like yeah, tongue it's, it's kind of ridiculous. But yeah. it's done in a serious way. Pretty dry. It's really dry, like crazy dry. Yeah. Like, what, what's it, t- tonally, what is it, what is it sort of similar to? Like, where can we place this on the map of films? Like, is, is it like, like a, my New Zealand comedy? Like Hunt for the world of people, uh, kind of. Is it like, a, or is it like an Inglorious Bastards where it's like? No, it's not Inglorious. You know. But it, I mean, it does sort of have both. So it has qualities of both those films, but it's way more serious than that mm. because it's almost like you're getting like a, you're coming to a man who's at the end of his life, and he's sad, he's depressed, and he's lonely, and he doesn't, you know, he's obviously reminiscing about a past life that he's you know, had this massive achievement and he's not being glorified for it and mm. he doesn't really want to be glorified for it but because of this thing that he did, it resulted in him losing the love of his, love of his life because he ended up leaving her for the war and then when he came back from the war, she had passed away because she got ill. Um, And essentially, like, I'll, I'll get to that point later, but essentially, like, the government come, they find him and they say, look, Bigfoot, he's got disease, you need to go kill him. You're the only one that's immune to it. Um... So he goes, reluctantly goes to the north of Canada and hunts Bigfoot. Yeah. And like, you see him like kill Bigfoot and it's really weird. <laughs> and then he ends up killing Bigfoot. Spoilers. And then he comes home. Well, it says it. I know, time. I'm joking. Oh, right, okay. That's right. That was, uh, <laughs> that was my bad. The man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Um, And he comes home and then basically like the film kind of sums up this moment where it shows you like really... He's just been sad this whole time. Essentially, it's like a, almost like a, a lost love film. I don't know. It's I'm really I'm describing it really badly. It is pretty good. I, is I it, did enjoy it. Is it, it one of those films where someone goes in from the title and comes out going, hmm, "That's not the film I quite expected to see." Yeah, I think so because I thought it was really going to be silly, funny, but it was really serious. But then I, the premise is just like stupid. I, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I bet you that they came up with this name to sort of promote it in terms of it's a really wild name. So like maybe people are watching just because of that. But actually the premise is is exactly that, isn't it? Like the premise is also kind of bizarre and yeah. sort of tongue-in-cheek. So yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I'm kind of curious to watch this. Is it, it's on Netflix. Isn't yeah, it? I would. I don't think it's not. It's like an hour and a half long. Would you recommend it, or would you give it out of ten? Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. Seven. It's seven a very songs. reflective film, and it's quite a lonely film, and I think it's quite sad, but also very dry. How is it? Like, is it shot well, and like, is it actually nice to watch, or is yeah, it sort nice of watch, like yeah. low budget sort of thing? Oh, no, it's not low budget. It's no. Not. No. Yeah. It's it's nice to watch. It's nice to watch. I, I, but then again, it it's barmy. It's completely yeah. barmy. And I was just sort of at the end of it, I was sort of looking and thinking about it, and I was like, a bit confused. What just happened? Yeah. But uh, honestly, you know, compared to like the Snowman, which was the last fo- film that I brought to what have you been watching, and like that film was dire. Whereas this one, at least I can be like, yeah, if if you if you want to watch a film about a sad, lonely old man, watch Up, and then watch this. Mm-hmm. Um. So did Heather watch it with you? Is it just yourself? Just myself. Cool. Just myself. And what do you want to? This I've got two films I can talk about. I'm going to save one for next week though. So you've got a choice between a documentary or a 70s classic. Oh, 70s classic. Yeah, let's go for 70s classic. Right. So it's period drama. You already love it. Yes, I agree. I agree. Well, it's not period. Well, it's not a period set though, is it? Because it, it was made made in the, in the 70s. 70s, about the 70s. So you know. Does that, oh, count? Does that count, maybe? Um, it, it probably doesn't count. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, anyway. Um, so, Irishman coming out in yeah. uh, mm-hmm. November, middle of November. So, I was like, right, I want to... There's a few films that are on Scotty's uh, uh, filmography that I've been wanting to watch. Yeah. One of them is Mean Streets from Whoa. 1973. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've never seen it, and I knew a little bit about it, but it's basically one of his first his first proper film, really, that he was sort like he did a couple before it, but this is his first like where he was properly in charge and he had like a bit, of, a little bit of a budget, and he was able to do sort of what he wanted, what he wanted to do. So what's the premise? Premise of the film. So it's set in seventies uh, in New York. It's uh, all revolves around um, the like uh, Sicilian sort of area of New York, and it's basically a story about sort of the low end side of the of the criminal gangster. So basically, you you got like. Godfather and stuff like the top top of the top top of the food chain, yeah. And then you've got a couple of rungs below. You've got like you know the, some of the higher ups or whatever. Yeah. Up below that, right to the bottom, where you got the people who are like on the street, taking the, going around getting the money from businesses and mm. you know dealing some drugs and stuff. That's these guys, and these are just basically these are on the first like rung of the ladder. Yeah. Um. So you've got uh you got Harvey Keitel who plays Charlie, and then you've got uh, Robert De Niro who plays Johnny Boy. So it's basically, and then there's a few of characters as well like who are also in it who you know not as well known uh, uh, but basically it's about this crew of guys who sort of hang around this bar and they're so Harry Calitel is like the sort of he's the sort of dapper one who's a bit more like on, on, on his game he's probably going to end up becoming someone and being a bit more like professional about his job yeah. and then you've got Basically, well, like a lot of like money le- money lenders and all what they go and rec- get money off businesses and stuff. And you got Robert De Niro who plays Johnny Boy, who's this sort of like. It's uh, kind of like a wild. wild he's a bit card. of a we have a wild card, yeah. He he um he like is he sort of flies off the wall occasionally, and he also like he's not very organized, and he and he doesn't seem to care that he owes money and stuff and he's like even because he obviously what happens is he has to pay his boss yeah. money or whatever and he gets money off other people yeah. and he's like missing payments and stuff because he's just spending on whatever he wants to spend on anyway the story's fairly loose um, but it's mostly about that little group of 
um, that crew of, of guys and what they get up to. They just sort of follow them over a period of yeah, time. Yeah, it's just a bit of a slice of life, basically. Of like this, it's set around this Sicilian festival as well, like a, a, I think a couple of weeks around that Sicilian festival in New York. And it touches on a few things, touches on racism in the 70s. Um, so like there's a, a girl that... Uh, Javi Keitel's character likes and decides not to ask, well, ask her out on a date and then changes his mind because he thinks, well, he says basically, like, you know, what are the other guys going to think about it, sort of yeah. thing. Um, but it, it is, it's is—it's a very slow movie. Yeah, so, like, okay, yeah. I would say, Real like, slow. if people, I wouldn't really recommend this to people who were really into films because yeah. it's it's really slow. It's, 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 it reminds me of, did you ever watch The Day Hunter? Yeah, uh, you know yeah. the, the first like part of that film, which is like about fifty minutes of a of a wedding scene. Mm-hmm. It all takes place in one in a town of a bunch of guys. It's very similar to that. The whole film's like that. There's a lot of scenes that just sort of them chatting to each other, and it's not a lot going on. Um, so it's very, but it's very deliberate in 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 what they're saying and stuff. But like, it is a little bit meandering and slow. I'd say uh, if you're really into that sort of era of films, though, and that sort of like I would put, and also if you're really into Scorsese's films, I'd say watch it. It's like it's definitely got the DNA and the sort of the the ingredients of a of a Goodfellas or a Taxi Driver. Mm. And you can see the bits of where, where he goes next with it, but it's not quite put together into this amazing like you know pr- product. It's 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 a little bit rough and ready. It's like yeah. a bit of a diamond in the rough sort of thing. Like you can see bits of it that are like oh this is amazing, and then other bits that are like okay this is a little bit slow and not not as like. Would you say it's, Exciting. you know, maybe similar to like uh, Reservoir Dogs no. in this in the Tarantino scheme? No, of things? definitely no. not. No? It's, it's, slow. it's it's nowhere near as well, like more more of like uh, his kind of like working out of how he's going to be as a director. I I oh. think I okay. think Tarantino came onto the scene almost. I mean, I'm assuming he did some stuff before that, but he almost he came in almost fully formed. Where that first film was like amazing. This is you can see glimpses of sort of interesting and kind of interesting characters and, be- and really cool scenes and stuff but it's nowhere near like as a film it's nowhere near like that sort of level mm. I would say um, but yeah it's very I mean it's a low budget film so I think they only made it with $170,000 or whatever which at the time was a lot of money I suppose but I mean for a film of that size it's not big so yeah it's uh, it's re- pretty good though it had me pretty captivated when I was watching it like Characters are really well written and stuff, um, but it's just a little bit. It's a little bit slow, and I don't yeah. think it's 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 as punchy as like Goodfellas or you know, because I mean if you watch Goodfellas, it's just yeah, a, yeah. almost perfect yeah. film. Um, but you can see a couple, you can see where he's going with it. So yeah, I I really enjoyed watching it though. Would you give it a score out of ten? Um, I'd say give it a six and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. It's I like think. there's some really good stuff in it, and then good. it's just a bit like yeah, yeah. Because when it's good, it is good. Because I watched it last year. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, when it's good, it's really good. Like some of the bar setups are really, yeah, yeah. are really. The, the fight scene, there's a fight scene in the pool club, which is class. It's just like there's obviously no one's done a stunt choreography before, or a fight choreography. <laughs> They're just like just go at it and have a bit of a punch up and just see what happens. And it's just like it's just kind of a bit wild, but. And then uh, their their relationship, Charlie and. Um, Johnny Boy Johnny Boy's yeah. relationships like like because basically like Johnny Boy's like a basic massive screw up but Charlie Boy's like really trying to like yeah he's trying to get him sorted and yeah he's trying to, he's trying to sort him out but he just you know it comes to a point where it's, he, just, he just knows he can't mm. he can't he can't help him in the way that he thinks he thinks he can and stuff and it it is really good when it's good but when it's 
there's massive points where I find it was just really boring yeah. and like there just yeah. wasn't a lot happening. I didn't think it was too boring. You just have to, I think you just got to be in the right mood and the right, like, okay, mm. I'm just going to let this just happen and watch it or whatever. It's definitely not as like gripping as some other, fil- a lot of other films that era, but I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I enjoyed it. It was good. I think it's like a film that you watch. If, if you want to go on a Scorsese binge, then mm. that's what you watch, but I wouldn't be like, I, I recommend, you know, oh, if, are you bored? You should watch Mean Street. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, <laughs> definitely not. Like, yeah. if you've not seen any of his other work, then you should go watch that first. I remember that the post has always been really like iconic to me. I've yes, always seen yes, the poster yeah. and thought it looks really good. Film. Yeah. I want to watch that film eventually. And I heard good. I heard good yeah, things yeah. about it. Like I read yeah. online before watching it, and people people seem to really enjoy it. But they must have been Scorsese buffs. It just shows you though, like how someone as a, di- like a director can develop so much. Like because like. You you maybe watch that the if you if you watch that now you'd be like yeah it's all right and then you never know who he was or know any of his other films yeah. you know he could have just not done films after that he might have just you know stopped doing that or whatever but like he's made some of the best films of all time and like yeah he he could have easily stopped at that point like you know because it, it it did well for him but I, mean, I don't think it was quite like no no he hadn't success. he hadn't he hadn't finished what he was starting anyway. Uh, shall we move on to the main event? Or is there anything else you want to talk about? No, it's, I'm, I'm ready to talk about I am ready to talk about Poltergeist. Let's crack yeah. on then. Poltergeist. Let's do this. This film. This film. Let's talk about it. So, Poltergeist. Talkies. It came out in 1982. Other films. Came out in 1982. Other horror films. Oh, I, I thought you just say other films came out in 1982. Other films came out in 1982. Uh, the Thing came out. Ooh, yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this came out. This is a stacked year thing, already. I'm pretty sure The Thing came out right at the same time as this. You had Friday the 13th, uh, part three. Part three. Oh, yeah. I thought you were just like no, dropping no, no, no. a. Well, you Creep know, Show, that. Season of the Witch. There's, a, there's some stuff I've heard Season of. Season of the Witch? Yeah. Halloween. No, just season. Uh, no, it is Halloween. Yeah, Halloween free season of the witch. Yeah, yeah right. mm, that's that's one I'm most interested in seeing. Like, is that because that's to do with the mask, right? Yeah, and like and some oh, like yeah, special yeah, TV yeah, yeah, show yeah, and yeah. something. So mm. I mean, not an amazing year for horror that year, but I mean, the thing is a great film, and Poltergeist obviously classic. Um, so it was directed by Toby Hooper. But actually, maybe actually directed by Steven Spielberg. From what you what yeah. Hear. You, off air or outside of the podcast, you talked about this. Yeah. This is very interesting, I think. So so Let's Steven Spielberg wrote the, the screenplay yeah. with um, another guy, Michael Grace, uh, but he also produced the film and it was his production company that was involved. And he was basically, I think he was contractually obliged to not work on anything else apart from E.T., which he was working on next after the, after this film. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't able to, he wasn't allowed to direct it, but he basically was on set every day and whenever anyone asked a question, apparently he'd be like the first to answer what they should do next. And then Toby Hooper would, everyone look at Toby Hooper and Toby Hooper would be like, nod and go, yep, sure, do that. So, I mean, Spielberg was very heavily influenced in this film, which you can kind of tell as you watch the film. Like, oh, it's very yeah, much yeah. a Spielberg film. Very much. So, we've got Craig T. Nelson, who's playing the dad. He is, you know him if you've watched Parenthood. Uh, Joe Buff Williams, who plays Diane Freeling, is the mother. And then you've got... The main, really, the main, the most iconic car- character from the from the film is Heather O'Rourke, who plays uh, Carol, who's the, the little girl mm. or Caroline. Carol seems like a weird name for a child. I guess well, the, my mother-in-law's called Carol, so 
I know, but I guess just, it's not that. Well, I, it's, it's Carol Ann, isn't it? It's Car- Carol I find Ann. Carol Ann yeah. weirder. Carol Ann. And I said this from when Heather and I were watching it. I was like, Carol Ann, that's a weird name. Especially for like some like a made up character in a film. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Carol Ann. But maybe in, in the 80s or 70s, it was popular. It's a popular name. I suppose. So in terms of what happens, basically it's the story of a young family who uh, are basically tormented by this poltergeist or this ghost that turns up and sort of haunts their house. Um, obviously, about the start of the film, where it opens with basically the young girl hearing voices from the TV, mm-hmm. mm. and she goes up to it, and it goes into the white static. It's a pretty iconic image, I think. That, yes, that image. And then she, you hear the whispers, and then basically a few. Uh, stuff that's happening in the house and then eventually she's taken from the family and the, the rest of the story is them trying to get her back from this poltergeist a poltergeist seems a bit different to a ghost in some ways yeah it is it's not, it's not the well, same in the, in the film they say isn't it they say this is not haunting because a haunting is about it's a it's a um, a ghost that is about the dwelling whereas a poltergeist is about the about person is that right yeah and it, oh no it's the other way around maybe Sorry, one sec. Me... And poltergeists don't stay around for a long time. They tend to move on, don't they? That's the whole idea. Like, poltergeists are there one minute, go on the next. What's the poltergeist law? What is the poltergeist law? Yeah, it's like zombies. You got like blow up the head or something. Vampires, silver. Oh, you're not about trying to get. Oh, you're trying to. You want to get rid of them? I'm. Well, not, I mean, I'm not sure. I think basically they. From what I understand, the guys is they move things around houses, don't they? Bit of a nuisance. Yeah, they like pick people up in the middle of the night and drop them on the floor, uh, drop them on the bed and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember, I remember watching years ago when I was a kid something on t- on TV, which was some some like poltergeist in the UK, and it freaked me out. Like there was demonic voices coming from this little girl's bedroom, and oh, freaky. My first question for you guys is, had you seen this film before? And if you had, what did you remember of it? And when did you see it? Nope, Aaron, you went in raw. I've never seen this before. That's man, that's good. That's cool. I like that. Um, I've I've seen this film loads. I I don't want to say for definite, but I'm sure. I'm pretty sure this is one of my dad's favorite films. Ooh, um, nice. so I I definitely watched it when I was when I was younger. Um, and I've I as I've slowly discovered whilst we've been talking about horror films, and then we did the quiz and stuff like that. Turns out I really like horror films. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was like a thing, but it obviously is a thing. So I've seen a lot of the, like the classics, mm. um, and this is a classic. Yeah, I mean, I I would have thought I would have seen it. Like, <laughs> just... I'm surprised. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah, actually. I mean, like these films that you hear about from like the seventies, eighties, like sixties, you hear about them for a reason usually. Yeah. Usually, the part of the zeitgeist, aren't they? You see yeah. them in other things, you see them parodied. Or yeah, yeah. yeah, I've seen the Simpsons version of this, <laughs> yes. but I haven't actually seen this. I think we've seen the Simpsons version of a lot of films. Yeah, yeah. Like they did so many of those like Halloween uh, specials. Yeah, was it a Treehouse of Horrors? Horror. Yeah, 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 those yeah. are brilliant. Yeah, so I've seen the Simpsons version of this prior to seeing this, so you, I kind of knew bits of what was going to happen, mm. but um, I, even though like because obviously we're watching it, watching it recently. Even though I'd seen it, like watching it again, a lot of the stuff still lands pretty, pretty well. Mm. Like I think when I was younger, I was maybe a little bit, bit more scared of it. Now that I'm older, I definitely find it more funny than than scared. Mm. I There's think. one bit I was actually pretty scared at. Oh, I was I was quite scared through quite a bit of this as well. Are you, what? No, there's only one part that I was scared at, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which, which I, there's so many funny parts. What, um, there's some bits that re- I mean, yeah, it's not hugely scary, but there's some bits that really creep me out. Right, well, unnerving. Let's tell it. Tell, tell us. Tell well, us. Well, like, where did you, when did you watch it first, Aaron? How old were you, Jacken? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, fair enough. And did you find it scary then? Was that fifteen or was it younger? I don't know. No, I don't even think I find that quite scary. When it, no, I don't really find it scary when it was. Oh, you know what? I was probably about twelve. Right. It's probably about twelve years old when I watched it, and I think it. Yeah, no, I was scared of it. Yeah, I I remember watching it at some point. I must have been about eight, maybe nine. Eight. Eight years old. Probably around that. About the same age as a girl, isn't it? I watched. The, yeah. I, yeah. Wa- I was terrified. Yeah, you would be. Freaked me out. Yeah. I remember specifically the bits I can remember from it were like obviously the little girl going to TV. I remember those bits. I remember specifically the spiritualist who comes. Yeah. Who like nice. he's like, Great. don't go into the light or go into the light <laughs> or whatever it is. I remember like sort of not quite understanding because I was still really young. I couldn't quite remember. I couldn't quite understand if she was a bad guy or a good guy. Because yeah. at a certain yeah, point yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. shouting at each other and that. and that and I can remember that again from you know, when I, before I watched this. I remember that, I just remember the whole film being freaked out. I think it was probably. The scenes in the bedroom as well really freaked me out, and mm. like, but then also I've watched the second one at, the, at some point. I watched the second one on TV or whatever, and I remember that freaking me out as well. That was horrible, like really, really gory. I think they went a bit, a bit more with the yeah, whole gore yeah. and, the, and the the the, un, the undead side of it. Um, so did you? She. My next question is: Did you find the film scary at all? Not at all. One bit. Which? What was the bit, Johnny? Okay, so it's getting towards the end of the film. Um, they've got um the little girl Caroline back mm. in the house mm-hmm. and the and uh Caroline and her brother are in the bedrooms so oh, like yeah. settling down to sleep. And there's this clown who's at the start oh, of the yeah, clown is so and like, at the start of the film like the little kid's like trying to get to sleep yeah. and he he chucks like a coat or a blanket over it and like the clown just like doesn't bother him. He goes yeah. to sleep. Yeah. But this time he throws like a jacket at the clown and he misses the clown and he's like ah uh, it's gonna be okay yeah and then he goes to sleep and then he hears like this thud and then I was just like oh crap <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets up and then the chair that the clown's been sat on is empty. Is, is empty yeah and then I'm just like oh yeah. no something's gonna happen and I like literally I like cold on the back of my neck <laughs> <laughs> so good and then, and then when the clown actually gets him it's like <laughs> <laughs> that that bit was kind of. I mean, the whole clown bit is the bit really that unnerved me the most. I don't, mm. that, first of all, why is that clown in that yeah. kid's bedroom? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. freaky. No one would buy that that clown. But the bit where he grab the clown grabs him, he's like, Ooh, it gives you a little bit of a jump. Yeah. Then, you the see scene it. where he's pulling him under the bed, just, it's, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> that it's kind of funny. It goes from being. Really scary to being like quite quite funny. I think that's a re- a, that is a very good like um, build up though. Do you not think like mm. the the play off it at the start of the film yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the payoff to sort of come. I, I feel like a it, little bit I mean, later. again, this is my lack of knowledge of these sort of films, but I feel like it it must have inspired a lot that same thing to be in a lot of a lot of films that defo, are on. Defo, like yeah, that defo. whole like because it's just like so iconic again mm, that clown. Mm. Obviously, so iconic that in the in the remake mm, they mm. sort of leaned on that even more, didn't they? With the, that was like the pretty much the the cover art for the new film was just a clown. But that whole scene there is like when the kid's on the bed and he's sort of asleep. You see like 
Darth Vader above his bed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. next to his pillow, he's got like a mini little Yoda. Yeah. And you start thinking, oh, Star Wars. Yeah. And then you think, clown! <laughs> <laughs> At that point as well, because there's another thing I want to talk about is the structure of this film is kind of interesting. Like, it has a normal f- sort of free act structure and then it goes... And then you think, okay, the film's finished now. They're going to mm. get out of the house. Yeah. Like, and then somehow they stay there for the evening, I guess, again. And then it all, happen- it all kicks off again. And you're like, it's just like, you- I, was- I, was- I-, I mean, I-, I wasn't really expecting it uh, this time watching it. Um, I mean, I- I- until it started getting a bit creepy again, you're like, oh, okay, something's going to happen. Mm. But like, I-, I kind of thought, oh, yeah, we're done now. We're finished with it. I was curious because when I was watching this film, the. What did you guys think of the family and how they like reacted to what was going on? Like, I was just like, because to me, that sort of stood out as one of the things that I want, I want to talk about. Like, we got we got the dad, who's sort of like he's like a house salesman, isn't he? Yeah. Sells houses. You got the mum, who's stay at home mum, mm. who's pretty seems to start really open to the sort of she she seems like maybe she's like one of those um, a little bit of a hippie sort he's of very, very liberal liberal yeah very very liberal parents actually yeah, yeah getting high. Yeah, well, that, yeah that, that that scene as well. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and then and then you've got obviously the the, the teenage daughter, mm-hmm. the young son, and the little girl. But the way to me, the way that the I mean, they're opening when they open the film starts starts off, and there's like the mum, you're in the kitchen, and mm. then she notices that all is it all the cupboards the, open? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. the chairs move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I at that point, I'd be like, I'd be like, get me out See of you later. Yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> Bye bye. But um, she embraces it and like starts like playing around with it yeah. and stuff. I mean, th- how did you guys find that? Did you find that odd or uh, did you think it was a little bit weird? Uh, but it's kind of, I kind of like films where, like, they just accept it instead yeah. of be like, "Ooh, this is a bit spooky." Because you know that to progress the story, they're gonna have to kind of accept it at mm. some point and then move on with it. I yeah. just, like, I, I'd much prefer to watch a film where people accept some of the issues in it. And yeah. it just helps the story progress a bit quicker rather than be like, oh, this is a bit scary. What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, it's fine now. We just live with the ghosts. I thought it was quite an interesting take on it as well. Like most films, as we've already said, sort of rub against that rather than like kind of go with it. And mm. and I thought that was pretty cool. I thought. I think for the tone of the film as well, like it is very much a. F- it's a Spielberg film. It's very family friendly, I would say, in terms of like. Yeah. It's quite a. Fa- it's like quite fantastical in, in, in yeah. the way it does stuff. Yeah, and it it's it doesn't like I haven't seen the remake, but I can imagine it would probably be all very much like a lot of horror films are all like the same tone the whole way yeah. through of like yeah. trying to scare you the whole time. Whereas this is it has a little bit more of, of like a an ebb and a flow of the pacing Absolutely. where you sort of feel yeah. a bit relaxed. Although at, the, although at that point I was like. What are you doing? You, you, why are you trusting in the, in putting your little girl on the floor and letting her slide along and all that sort of stuff? Like that sort of freaked me out because you think some bad's gonna happen. But you've seen Poltergeist, though, so you know. I guess so. I mean, I can't quite remember a lot of that, but. Well, no, but whereas in this world, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. they didn't know what it was. Yeah. You know, they thought it was some sort of like magnetic, magnetic, uh, yeah. something or other, or I don't know. I can't remember. But just on the family thing, right? Yeah. You got a young daughter. Mm-hmm. You got some older, older men. Oh, that that scene. <laughs> and they're being like super yeah, weird yeah, and yeah. trying to f- not flirt with it, but just make moves on this young girl. And that's okay. So the the girl, the teenage girl, like shrugs them off. And then the mum just goes, ha ha ha. Yeah, I know. And I was thinking like, 
The 80s. I, yeah, different time. I think <laughs> different I, time. I th- yeah, I mean, pff, watching that now, I was sort of like, that would never be in the film. <laughs> it would like be that. in the film, wouldn't yeah. it? No, but also like, I like the reaction from the girl. It was kind of interesting. She was just like giving them the the finger and just yeah. like whatever. Yeah. I mean, who? What idiots would do that when they're working on the construction of the boss's he, house? He, oh, it's so he, stupid. He drinks the coffee and he as the samples the. Old, oh, that bit. Yeah. We're yeah. Like, head through the window. <laughs> like, what are these people like? What? Okay, weird characters, yeah. weird characters. Maybe, but maybe they're like slightly possessed by like the oh yeah uh, the spirits or something that's going on underneath. They're being like yeah um, yeah like poltergeisted. I, I think I the family dynamic, other than the teenage girl, was pretty tight. She kind of peters away towards the mm. end. Like she's not really in it she that just much. Leaves, doesn't she? Yeah, and yeah. Some ends up leaving. The um, I thought it was interesting though was when the um. Spiritual, the, the what they call supernatural investigators come along mm. from the university, yeah. and they're like, they're talking up a big game of like, oh, once we saw something actually yeah. fl- move across the floor, and then at this point, the the the, the mum and dad, the dad's just like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, come upstairs, <laughs> and he opens that door. Yeah. At that point, that was a great scene. I loved that whole bit because it's just like. He's just sort of so like it's almost like they're used to it because it yeah, must have been yeah. there for I'm guessing a, a week or two, or so, yeah. or maybe a week. maybe a week. But he opens the door up, and then you get that hard cut of all the crazies going yeah. in that room, and it's just like that's I, I thought she in terms of like the visuals and the special effects, yeah. well, specifically mm-hmm. to about that room, and I actually thought they hold up pretty well. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, like it was good for what it, it for was, when it was shot. I it was made, uh, it was industrial light magic, wasn't it? It was the guys who do Star Wars who did the. That's um, cool. Who did the the, the effects? It remind I mean, sort of movies. It reminded me of in terms of visuals. It reminded me of um, you know Scrooge with Bill Murray. Oh yeah. It mm. reminded me of that. Yeah, so yeah. All the practical sort of puppet puppetry effects, all yeah. the ghosts and stuff. Yeah. It reminded me of maybe like a Neverending Story, mm-hmm. sort of fantastical, oh. or, or even like um, a Muppets oh. Christmas Carol or something as well. Um, like, um, yeah, like okay, yeah. Weird, like ghosts and that. I don't know. Like maybe I'm thinking, probably so more probably, Scrooge. Yeah, too, stuff, too far. Yeah, Scrooge is a good shot though. But like mm. definitely more fantastical, more again very family. I think it's it's still kind of creepy, but like it's gone. Do you, well, do you, you know that scene? Like, do you think it was supposed to be creepy, or do you think it was supposed to be funny? Like, I think it was supposed to be sort of shocking with a bit, a little bit unnerving as well. I don't think it was supposed to be funny. I just thought it was. Well, hilarious. in some ways. The, him being so flippant about it is kind of funny. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty yeah, but I still think it is kind of like shocking. Ooh, like it's, then again, yeah. in the eighties, do you think like that would have been shocking back then? And because we've just you know like because of Call of Duty or whatever it is that people are going to blame us for being like desensitized. Yeah, like, possibly. I, it's not funny. I don't know. I, it'd be interesting to like. I might. Th- this film I wish originally kind of talked to my dad about originally it. when it came out. It was it was like an X rated in America. And then, well, sorry, it, it was originally X-rated, and then they appealed and got it to a PG, which is sort of bizarre <laughs> that they were able to do that. Oh. But, um, yeah. It's not actually that bad, though. PG, <laughs> PG. So we talked about this last last time on the on the on the pod. Do we think this fits the criteria of a Halloween film? Hmm. I mean, it fits a, a criteria of a Halloween film. Full stop. We have the added criteria of a young teen, yeah, ish, where we're aiming for 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 the selection of films. In some aspects, it does. 
but in other aspects, it just kind of pushes those boundaries. You think a it's too bit. much? You think it's too a little bit too scary or whatever? Potentially, I think if you're 13 and you're quite sensitive in some ways, I think it would. I mean, there's like the clown bit was particularly scary, and there's some other quite <coughs> like horrific. Mm. Moments like when, like the the mother's like being flung around mm. like across mm. the ceiling. Oh yeah, that is kind of creepy. Isn't that? Um, when the house is all like falling in at the end, and and like the zombies in the in the swimming pool, in the swimming Ooh, pool, yeah. and like it's all muddy and stuff. Like, there's, there's like some proper intense. I agree. I stuff agree. In there. Yeah, I I think it is. It's weird because I remember being absolutely terrified of this film as a kid. But what we watch it now, it was unnerving. I think you're probably right. I think it's just on the edge, I think, of mm. it maybe being a bit too much for like a young, like 11, 12-year-old. Um, I don't think you'd be able to point, apart from the clown, you wouldn't be able to point to one particular thing that kind of does it, but there's a number of things across the film which kind of just keeps pushing it a bit further mm. and further, um, potentially into a 50, but then you'd be like, no, it's... Not that bad. There's nothing particularly. There's not yeah. one thing. It's, in terms of, of the film as well, it, no one dies in it. No. Like, there's um. no actual, like, like, there's a lot of sort of creepy imagery, but it's like, I actually think it's kind of, um, what's the word? Like, so originally, the girl was supposed to die. She was supposed to be the, yeah. the, the ghost that haunted the house. Oof. But then. They changed that because they felt it was too dark. Yeah, it's pretty dark. So I, I, part of me thinks like overall, like as a as a story, it's quite uplifting. Like mm. in terms of what actually happens. There's so. a lot of peril before there it gets is. that uplifting. There is, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of it in terms of I guess like fatherhood, and it's not something I have any experience in. But say I had a 13 year old son or daughter, right? I think I would sit them down and say, right, it's Halloween. How scary? Like how you know on a scale of like, give me a sort of either five or ten. And if they say, like, sort of nine, ten, I'd be like, right, Poltergeist is a good chart for that. Like, even yeah. if they're, even if they're by, even, I would even argue yeah. 11 to 13 years old, I'd be like, all right, let's, because I think, I think, I think it's healthy. I think it's good to get a little bit, like, woo, yeah. fear I, in you. I think it depends on the child as well. Yeah, yeah you, you absolutely. Like, if, if you're, if, if they're not, if you know you're kidding, they're not going to be into it, they're not yeah. going to be into it. But, this is definitely on the cusp. I think it's it's close. I think PG thirteen basically is like yeah right, yeah yeah right right, right mm. rating for it. Um, in terms of it being a Halloween film, though, it, yeah, like you've said it already. Like it is just it is definitely a perfect Halloween film, especially that you know the end sequence where like all the coffins are oh, popping yeah. up and they're running yeah. around and like it ah. felt like a bit of a theme park ride at that yeah. point. Like it was so over the top. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of that whole side of it as well, the whole like premise of it being built. On a um, so on a, good. a burial ground. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it was that story is based on an actual true story in the in the eighteen hundreds. I think it was some new town was expanding, and they yeah. they, they tried to get bids for people to come and bid um, uh, for how much you want us to pay you to to move all the all the cemetery out of the way so we can build something. That, and someone came in with a really low price, and then apparently realized afterwards, like actually we we can't. We can't sort. They can't do this in this price, so we'll just move the headstones. And then basically, they built this park on the, on the, uh, on. The, well, they've started building this, this park, and then realised all the bodies are still there. Oh. But then just had to carry on and finish it off. Yeah. So now apparently, in, somewhere in America, I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, you can go visit this park, and there are like 
there's a couple of like monuments to the fact that there's like lots of dead bodies on the ground. That's so grim. Uh, That's um, so grim. So do you is it so we, again just stand up mo any stand up moments we want to talk about quickly? Right. There's 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 two. Mm-hmm. I assume they're probably one of them is gonna be on our list. So I'll do my favourite one. The lady who um the spirit lady, the small lady. Spiritualist, mm. yeah. She is incredible. Yeah. Her voice <laughs> is it's, awesome. It's, it's like perfect for this movie isn't it, it is yeah and no film can do that really because it's just gonna now like look just like this film like it's just like it's so this iconic for this yeah. film mm. she's got like she's got glasses on she's just i don't know she's proper baller and, yeah. Uh, yeah she's just giving like barking orders at everyone and i think some of her lines are just so good go to the light go to the light mm. it's just i don't know I, I thought she was really funny i, I was laughing the whole time in the bedroom when she was like talking and going through the when they were doing the whole like rope thing i just was, i was crying like when like the, the goo someone was like right let's just get some jam and just like rub it all <laughs> over them and then they, they can't actually breathe when they come out of like mm. spiritual zone and all that sort of stuff you ever thought of it it's just proper you feel like the matrix just pulls like lots of stuff out of this film like the goo, oh yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the oracle potentially, and oh, the old, yeah, the yeah. old woman, and like oh, that's a good. That's I, a good. I feel there's you could tie yeah. lots of different yeah. things across the two films, even like the TV stuff. Yeah, being ra- you know, because it's just the imagery and like that sort of static on TV and whatever it cut into like nineties America, mm. or whatever. Uh, so Johnny, stand up moments here. What did you, anything? Did you uh, think one bit um, was right, basically. These guys from the university come to the house oh, and yeah. like they're like hungry, and one of them helps oh, himself to a steak. So okay, and good. But I was like, he gets a steak who, out, but yeah. yeah, who goes <laughs> into like someone's house and goes? It's middle of the night, and it's just like, oh, you know what? I just really fancy steak. <laughs> and like, it's like this proper like inch thick sirloin, butcher's best, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. You know, that you cost just, a pretty penny. Yeah, you can't just help yourself. I mean, I've not eaten like a steak for a long time, but if someone got that out of my fridge, I'd be annoyed. <laughs> like, I'd be annoyed. It's like you know, like getting like a full salmon out and like. Do you think? Do you think that's why the poltergeist like messed up, messed up his mind and stuff? Yeah, yeah I it's think like, so. Like, oh, <laughs> you took that steak. How rude are you? And then started like. Get so, you. so basically, he cooks a steak, starts eating this the steak, and then it's all like maggots and stuff start coming out of it. And he runs into the bathroom, and basically his face just melts and tears it apart, yeah. and it just gets proper like insane. Like he just like pulls all the skin away from his from his cheeks and his teeth and stuff, and it's just like oh my days, claymation to the max. Yeah, yeah. loved it. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was pr- pretty cool. Like yeah. a little scene. Yeah. I think. But it was just the absurdity of him yeah. taking it's the steak in the first place. More, you know what? I never thought of that. The cheek. I never yeah. watched. I never thought that. It, it would be Johnny would reckon that. It would be like, oh, I'm sorry, Johnny. I had some biscuits tonight. I hope that's alright. <laughs> no, I mean, it, you know, like you can have a can of coke or some biscuits, but if you, you know, like cooked one of my my meals that I was, you know, like. <laughs> A curry that I'd made that I was gonna have for tomorrow night's dinner. That's just annoying. Yeah, but that's again. It's just it's just it's the same with the whole thing. The builders just helping themselves to like the yeah, coffee, yeah. and then people in this universe obviously have liberties. no boundaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just nah. Well, I'm in the house, so I might as well just take it. Maybe it's because they're quite wealthy, because they're like. 
the guy's obviously doing well at his job and mm. stuff, and all the people are coming in and being like, oh, yeah, well, they can obviously afford it, and I'm coming in and eat the steak and eat the food and drink the coffee and stuff, maybe. I'm not thinking a bit too much into <laughs> the uh, um, <laughs> the backstory of this, but and for me... There's, I mean, there's loads of stuff in there. Yeah, so many like, yeah, there's loads, yeah. One of the things I thought was really done really well was everything in the room where it was like flying towards the cupboard and stuff, like all that practical oh, effects yeah, of the yeah, bed yeah. flying there. Oh, that was so good, wasn't it's it? It's like, I'm assuming they built a room which would spin or something and then they did some gravity to make things just fall into that room. I'm assuming that's what they did. Uh, but the, the bit where she's going into the light, she's going into the vortex, whatever it is, mm. the, the doorway, and it's all lit up. With, it's like, it's so Spielberg. Yes. Like it's all lit yeah. behind there, it's flashing and like, the, the the mum and dad embrace and then she goes in with the rope tied around her. That whole section at the end, it definitely felt like very much like a fantastical sort of film mm. versus like a horror film. But yeah. mm. I liked that they were able to do something to combat the because usually it's a lot of films they sort of just get away with it, get away from the bad guy or whatever. But I liked that they actually went in and rescued the daughter. And yeah. So that cool. whole section was really really good. I also really liked the boss of the dad. You know, the, he's like the real estate owner. Yeah. 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 He's also in um, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Um, he's like plays one of the one of the guys in that. You know the one the sort of like punk rock uh, zombie film. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Acid Rain and all that sort of stuff. He's yeah. he's one he's the guy who runs that. But I, I was anyway, I was watching something of him in, over there, and I, I really like that character. I think he plays it really well. Um, and just the whole like just the his sort of uh, not caring about the fact that he's built on built on his burial ground and stuff. Anyway, I just like that character. So overall, just wondered if you guys want to sum it up and if you have any thoughts about what if Matt wanted to say or anything. Yeah, don't um, build your house on ancient burial. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, I really, really enjoyed this film. I knew when you picked it, I knew that I would really enjoy this film because I'd seen it before. Mm. And it is like, for me, it's like one of, it's like, one of the films that is like the embodiment of like Halloween films. It's a bit funny. It's a bit scary. It's obviously set in the eighties, which is you know the golden era of horror films mm. in my eyes. Um, for Halloween specifically, I don't. I haven't really thought too much about what the film is trying to yeah. say. But all I can say is it's a darn good film, mm. and I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad you picked it. So thank you very much. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What it's trying to say. I think it's trying to say something about consumerism mm. um, in some sort of early way. Maybe it's more aware of um, itself than people at that time were really aware of because I think it's more prevalent in today's society about consumerism maybe than it would have been in 82. Is this the whole like them not having these perfect homes and well yeah like oh this is this is like a dream lifestyle and this is your view out over the mountains and yeah just create this sort of dream world of these perfect homes and this like lovely suburban kind of lifestyle um but they did it at the sake of you know uh over like putting properties over burial grounds and not yeah. remembering the dead and mm. like kind of losing their decency while trying to create this perfectness uh for people so yeah i mean that's that's yeah. probably all i could say really i know commode i was saying it before commode he i think his take on it is it's to do again com- consumerism but also like the how 
the TV is controlling minds of like mm. of like the public and stuff. It's a whole like you know the girl just dis- disappearing into the TV and that sort of thing. When I watched it though, I actually took a different. I don't know. I, I don't think. I don't I have no idea. If this is like. I'm assuming someone else has probably, probably thought about this, but I saw the whole part of. I saw the whole film basically as a sort of like analogy, or I guess that would be that right analogy. Uh, analogy for like a pregnancy maybe and like giving and like and this so, so like the girl getting sucked into the tv and getting taken away from them and then thinking like so maybe like that's similar to like you know what someone might go through with their child's ill or whatever mm. and, and 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 there's there's like either it's got an illness or maybe there's something's going wrong with the pregnancy or the, when through delivery and it takes and like, i don't know like this whole like week long affair of like them being worried and wanting to get back and stuff, and at the end she's rebirthed like with the mum and the daughter come out of it okay, covered in because I think it's when I saw them covered in like the red jelly stuff. As <coughs> reminded me of like the sort of um, all the fluid and stuff that you get when babies are born with and it. Just that whole coming through the portal reminded me of sort of a rebirth. So I, yeah, it sort of made me think of that that sort of thing of like them maybe losing. Or almost losing their child and then her being reborn and sort of coming back to them. Um, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed the film. It's sort of like I'm old enough now where the sort of stuff that freaked me out when I was a kid was just sort of like a little bit of an unnerving feel in the back of my neck, but not mm. like too bad. And I was, I was able to appreciate it for what it was a bit more. Um, and yeah, I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed the film. I'm glad we were able to watch it and it's enjoying talking about it in this podcast so that's about it really i guess we're going to talk about paranormal next week aren't we Aaron? we are definitely going to talk about paranormal that, that is pick. my choice it's quite a bit different to these ones so it'll be an interesting yeah it's just one. like these two films that we've just sort of talked about are going like one way and then paranormal is, is is almost going in the opposite direction unless you you know you've watched it and you find it really scary but we'll, we'll guess we'll find out next week right well uh I guess uh, please get us on Instagram. So follow us on Instagram at MovieQuest Cast. MovieQuest Cast. Yes. Uh, or email us on uh, MovieQuestPod at gmail.com. Yes. Please tell your friends about us as well. It's the only way we're going to get anyone listening to us is just keep passing it on and telling yeah. people about it. Um, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. You only move the headstones. <laughs> <laughs>